Welcome to this week's episode of The Footy with Broden Kelly and a little guy called Tom. The first thing we're talking about is our game that we went to this week, the first official Footy with Broden live event where we went to the footy. We talk about the seedings for footy shows. What are the best footy shows on at the moment? Then we talk NBA. Then we recap the week. It's a big. It's one of my favorite ones we've done so far. I record this at the end, so I can tell you that I enjoyed doing this one. Did you enjoy it, Tom? Yes, I enjoyed it immensely. But I think it's time to start. So let's bounce that pill. It's Tuesday the 11th. What a wonderful Easter it was. Hello, Tom. Hello, mate. How are you? Did you say bait? Mate. I, sw- I, I, can't- th- I think I heard bait. I can't speak very well, so... <laughs> it's a wonderful week. Happy Easter. Did you get any eggies? Well, my Easter's next week, Broden, as you know. Okay, but you're you're culturally Greek now. Yes. But you were born, uh, what, Welsh heritage? Yes, Welsh. So heritage. that side of you, did you have any Easter eggs? Uh, no, so I worked at Coles, public holiday rate, 50 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Some of the family did something that I wasn't 50 involved. 50 bucks an hour, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? That's good. Cole seems like a good organisation. Oh, it's great. Uh, I didn't. I, I saw some comedy festival shows. Yep. I watched a lot of footy. And you know what? We went to the footy. Yeah. And what an exciting day it was getting out. Let's do a recap of our first, the footy with Broden trip to the footy. Mm. Hit a sting. Wow. Tom. Yes. What a Saturday night at the football at Marvel Stadium. What can we say? Uh, burn out pretty quickly by three quarters. Well, time. if you if you just think about the game, Tom, <laughs> if you just think about the actual game, sure, it was an awful night of football <laughs> and made us want to die. But if you look at the whole picture, it was a night of magic. Yeah. So. I'm going to start from what I did yep. on Saturday. So I went to a little curtain raiser, if you will, of mm-hmm. Richmond and Bulldogs yep. with my brother Mitch. We decided we're going to this game at Marvel. It's on the way for both of us. Why don't we go to a Richmond Bulldogs game? Yep. And we're both MCC members. Uh, we were both put on the list when we were born. My granddad worked at the MCG for 50 years. I worked in the MCC, so, you know, we feel it's a second home for me. Mm. I love scanning in. that. And actually, we I've seen over my life, if I can diverge for a moment, mm. no, you just scan your card in and get in yep. to metal detectors. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there's a, and bag checks. And now there's... Just a little shout out for anyone who goes to the footy mm. at the MCG. They are now setting up these express lines where you don't get waved down. You just go through a pretty much a metal detector, a very slick looking metal detector. And, and how do you get into that special line? You just you just don't be a sheep. So when you walk up to gates at the MCG, everyone walks to the same two barcode scanning things because I think a lot of people are afraid of you know, standing out or going the wrong way. Yeah. And I don't know if you feel it, but you know when you're going into a busy area, like on a plane or scanning into a thing, you start to panic like you're going to be late or you're not going to be let in. Mm-hmm. That kind of cultural, that 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 sort of community thing starts to happen. We go, oh my God, I've got to get in. Look, my advice to anyone, and give us your f- advice for getting into games when it's busy, look to the right. Mm. Look as far right as you can because uh, usually... 
that's what the people on the microphones, you know, they're like, telling you. Go to the right, go to the right, but everyone panics and goes to the left. So if you don't have a bag, you can just go around. Go around. But even yep. if you do have a bag, the people checking bags further to the right are much quieter. Yep. So just a little lesson. Anyway, so we went to that game, pouring rain, freezing cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, we when we left, Richmond had kicked seven straight. And it looked like Richmond were just going to go on and win it. Spoiler alert, they didn't. Yeah. But was, and, then, and then here's the thing, right? This yeah. was a very magical Melbourne moment mm-hmm. that Mitchell and, Mitchell and I did. We, we, we ducked out as the game was still going, hopped on a tram, and mm. it took us all the way around to Marvel Stadium. No, well, it, the tram we were on just stopped halfway through and we had to get off and then a tram. <laughs> right. and then a tram. Mm. But th- it was – because if you go down where gate one is at the MCG, there's like a bridge that takes you down to where the tennis is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a, just a quiet tram stop. You hop on that and trams from there literally take you there up Flinders Street and then around the back of Marvel down to yeah, the Docklands. Right. So it's just, you can be at the footy, walk five minutes to a tram, and then you're at Marvel. So, so is that near gate like four? No, gate one. Closest to gate one. So there's a bridge that takes you over to Amy Park and, oh, and right. Olympic Park. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. little bridge like pretty much facing the city that takes you to where this tram stop is. Mm. And you just, you're at the MCG. I don't know how many people were there. I'd say 50-ish. Yep. And then all of a sudden, take it through beautiful Melbourne, the culture, comedy festival happening. It was pouring rain, but it was still had the beautiful energy in the air. Mm. Melbourne's back. Yeah. And uh, so we arrived at the game. Do you want to talk about your experience up to this point? Yeah, so I got there two hours early. Because <laughs> um, as uh, big fans of the pod will know, um, a couple of weeks back I went to the footy and I finished work and I had to fang it to Marvel. Fang it means uh, speed and uh, you were under the influence of alcohol go, as well, weren't go you? go quick. You drink driving while you did No, that? no, no, dead sober. Oh, good. Um, so this time I, I had it in my head that I needed to move quickly. So I finished work at five. And I jumped straight in the car, brought a change of clothes to, to work. And, and yes. And I just went as quickly as I could. Do you know why you got there so quick? Why did I get there so quick? Easter traffic, mate. No Easter traffic. No one's here. No one's here. Empty. So I was in the city at like 5.30 and then I realised I was two hours early. Yeah. So and I went and had a Starbucks. Ooh. And that's another thing. Can we talk culturally Starbucks? When yeah. I go to Marvel Stadium, yeah. I love to get a Starbucks. Yeah. Because Melbourne's... I don't know if people know this listening from other places around the world, but Melbourne's pretty good at its coffee. Yeah. We make a good bean. We really do. And we famous, this is something we brag about Mm. and it's pretentious and stupid, but we're like, do you know that Starbucks came to Australia and it's the only place it's failed because our coffee culture is actually better? Yeah. But there's an element of truth to it as well. 100%. We... Initially, they tried to put Starbucks everywhere and pushed it out. But what's happened, a second movement has now happened where young... I noticed when you go to one at like Doncaster Shopping Centre or the one in the, any of the ones in the city, mm. they're filled with either tourists who know that's a safe thing to go and get a coffee from yep. or B, like 15-year-olds getting like glorified milkshakes. Yes, that's what I drink. Yeah, you love... Because what do you drink when you're not getting a glorified milkshake coffee? Like a flat white. Yeah. But when... You go there, what do you get? I get an ice caramel macchiato. Or if we're in America, then I get something real fucked up. Because they do their <laughs> seasonal ones as well, like yeah. a pumpkin spice latte or a candy cane yeah. fucking thing. I had something when we were living in America. Me and Broden one, went one Saturday. And I'm Broden. You, Broden. Went one Saturday and it was like a a burnt butterscotch toffee yeah, yeah, they're dope. macchiato they're or dope. something. That was unreal. 
It's not coffee though, is no, it? No, it's a sweet. I used to get because well, we when we lived there it was around Christmas time. I got the eggnog latte. That's right. I remember that. And it's not a coffee, but <laughs> no. it was it was dope. So you got a Starbucks. Yeah. Then what do you do? Then I walked down and I was very happy that it was the gate closest to Southern Cross. This it time, was. Which usually, was nice. I've never had that experience yeah. where because it's usually you either you get to Southern Cross, you get off the train, you walk up there, and then it's another kilometer to get to whatever gate you're supposed to go into. Correct, yes. But I had a nice and easy this time. And then I, I brought a whole bunch of sun stuff, so I had to get every piece out for You were carrying a big bag of big merchandise. Duffel, a big Coles Coles Meyer bag. Coles Meyer. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you, your your goal was to give it out to all the people who came along. Yeah. Um, so I had to search through everything because when I got there, there was no lines at all. So the person who was working there was like being strict. He looked through all of your polos? through all the polos. I had like literally, what do you reckon, Brandon, like 15 polos? Yeah, you had 15 shirts and guernseys and... Scarves. Scarves. <laughs> all sorts. And so they looked through all your shit. Yeah, and they had time to as well. There was no cues whatsoever. And then I went in and immediately got a hot dog. Yes. Can I talk about my arrival at this point as well? Yeah. The, the Marvel. We talked about Marvel a few weeks ago needing to step up their game. Yeah. I have a feeling they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. yeah There's so work I. being done on the outside. My mm-hmm. brother assures me that this is going to be an outside area to have lunches during the week. Yeah, great. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but it looks like things are happening. Yeah. Uh, you step inside. It's the same miserable ground as yep. always. Yeah. Dirty. Yeah. We're right in front. Yeah. I. So you go in, you sit down. Did anything happen? Uh, I met a couple of lovely fans. Wow, they were, were there at the same time as you? Yeah. They were there from Gates opening. Yeah, so there's three groups of fans that I, in particular I want to shout out. Yeah, let's talk about the fans that came. It was, a, it was lovely that anyone came, to yes, be honest, but absolutely. I reckon there was like between 10 and 15 yeah. people who came Maybe along. even 20. Maybe even 20. It's hard to know as well because I think some people didn't say hello. Yes, which was odd, right? Yeah, no, it's all right. It's just whatever you feel comfortable doing. That's like, true. I there, guess some people didn't want to bother us. I guess. It was a weird vibe because we weren't all sitting together. It was a bay of people and you just looked around and people were waving at you. Yeah, you go, I don't know if like you that. are just waving because you're a nice person or if you're waving because you listen to this obscure AFL podcast. Yes, exactly. But yeah, so you, you met yeah, a few so people. I, I met a nice guy who had a bounce that pill sign. Maybe. Yeah, someone, that's a special mention. Special mention. I, I, and I'm just going to say across the board, uh, it's probably for a bit of doxing, but also I, I, got, I got a lot of names that night. So yeah. I don't remember everyone's name. So I'm not going to say any names. I don't remember anyone's names and I'm happy to admit it. I'm yeah. so sorry. You call me Brody, actually. <laughs> yeah. We show up and uh, there's a guy has made a let's, is it, bounce, it just says bounce, bounce that, that pill. pill sign. And it was just so funny. What a, what a lovely thing and to do. And people watching at home, I think, saw it. It was in the, it was in the cheer squad. So yes. that's, that's, that's dedication. Yeah. So um, that person came up and had a nice chat to me and told me that Barry for the D's and gave me a bit of backwards and forwards. And then another person came up who gets a special shout out as well. Yes. And they said, I barrack for the Suns. I'm here because I love the Suns and I love the podcast. Mm. Um, Are you going to give away a bunch of merch? And I said, yep, look at this big bag. I've got this This big bag here of merch. He's a gun. He was a gun. And he he was like, well, I wear a large, but I also have this medium polo. Would you like to take this medium polo and I'll give it away? And you can give it away. Gave away a legit 
awesome Gold Coast Suns medium Guernsey to give to to give to someone at the game, which is very generous. And oh, then yeah. when me and Brian got our seats, we could see there was a nana and pop with three kids right yes. in front of us. There was this little girl, and she was waving a flag on the seat. And I thought, geez, can you imagine going for the Gold Coast Suns <laughs> as a child? Growing up's hard enough. Yeah. Uh, and so we gave it to her and she was, oh, she, you know, how sometimes when you give a gift to a kid, you're hoping for that like Disney response where mm. they're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. But usually when you give a kid thing, they're like, uh-huh. yes. and they look down and they're like, uh-huh. and then someone tells them to say thank you. And they say, thank you. Yeah. She genuinely, when we gave her the Guernsey, we had a, like a look of love and magic in her. It was just so happy. Yeah. So that was really nice. And she'll remember that forever. Yeah, she will. And she took her home. She's probably still wearing it now. Yeah, I wouldn't wear it to school. You'll be pretty badly bullied. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was a lovely moment. And shout out to that lovely guy. Yeah. Um, we won't say your name. I do remember your name, but that was, that was lovely. Then, so uh, Mitch and I arrive, walk in. First thing I see when I look at the bay is your massive head <laughs> yep. and hair. And yep. I was like, well, here we are. Let's walk in. And we start getting hellos and yays and stuff. We got two guys sitting in front of us who were given, they were here, they were part of the footy team. One of them had made, he'd made his own Gold Coast polo. It yes, was a correct. red and yellow one and it said, it was a lifesaver. Yeah, so it was a lifeguard uniform and he'd pasted suns over. So that's dedication as well. That gets a shout out too. But they were given by the actual Gold Coast cheer squad a fucking massive flag. Like, yeah, like huge. So this is something I didn't realize. Kilometer long. It was so big, but I didn't realize that. When I've got, I don't realize that no one brings their own stuff. The Gold Coast Cheer Squad is literally four people that bring all the flags, all the stuff, and give it out to people. So let's talk about the breakdown of the Gold Coast Cheer Squad on Saturday night yeah. now, okay? So the first group who were there were the actual Gold Coast Suns Cheer Squad. Yeah. And this is a group of people, I don't know who they are, but they've, they are legit, normal, dedicated cheer squad, right? Yeah. And they sit right at the front. They know each other. Make their own flags. They're pretty respectful and nice. Yeah, very nice. We didn't have much to do with it. No. The second group is the listeners of the footy with Broden. Yes. And Tom. Yeah. And they are nice people sitting around us. We had a few people who'd never been to a football game before who came up and said hello. Just sitting there. And what a game to go to for your first ever <laughs> They were very positive about it. What an experience. <laughs> so, and there's us and there's the guy who gave out the Guernsey, the guy who made the bounce of the pill sign, the lifesaver, the lifeguards, a few other people here or there. A few Saints fans even yeah, came into yeah, the Bay. A yeah. few people, at Saints fans outside of the Bay who came up and said hello. And then the third group, which is what we have to dedicate a bit of time to talking to. Yeah. Have you ever been worried that like football, as the world gets more global, is going to surpass AFL and young people aren't going to watch it. Because mm. when I talk to young people, a lot of them like FIFA, yep. a lot of them like NBA. UFC. UFC. Mm. Tom just did some punching hands punchy, there. Punchy, punchy. Uh, and I worry sometimes that maybe AFL, because it's not global, is going to be surpassed. And mm. AFL 23, the video game, isn't doing enough <laughs> to make kids in uh, overseas like it. But there was a group of kids there, all with mullets. Yeah. Interesting looking kids. Yes. Who, our plan was to kind of do chants. Yes. And to, you know, we were talking about it last week. Yeah. This was unnecessary. Yes. Because these kids go to, there's almost, it's almost like meme culture. It is, it is. For a bunch of kids in Melbourne. Yeah. To unattend, unsupervised. Yeah. Literally what, like fucking, what, like 12? They feel like 15, 16 for sure. 
to go and sit in the gold. They would have bought these tickets too. Yeah, so they, are they are they rich? They must be because they all barrack for different teams. I found yes. that as well. It's about I would say twenty. Yeah, twenty, 20 to thirty. Twelve-year-olds yep. who came in and fully just cheered the whole game and were very engaged and doing you know you know Gold Coast cheering on. Yeah, it was what I described last podcast, but I didn't understand. What it was. Yes. Yeah. And we've done a bit of research and there's a group of kids who just go to every Gold Coast game and just just go off. They go off. Now, that was okay to begin with for a yeah. while. So, they were just, you know, cheering and carrying on and they threw streamers in the air. Yep, yep. I had this moment where we uh, the Suns kicked a goal. They threw streamers in the air. I was like, move. I was like, wow, this is magical. Because yes, I've never been really deep in a big cheer squad yeah, before. Yeah, of course. It's hard to get into. And so the flags are flying around me. I'm feeling, wow, special. Then the kids started to taunt the St. Kilda fans yeah. around us. Scoreboard. These little boys. Yeah, you're up by like two points and they started screaming scoreboard. Scoreboard, scoreboard. It's kind of like me. There was a meme energy to yes, the whole thing. very much so. There was another game, I think, we're at a Gold Coast Suns game and there was like a 10-year-old and he had the sports bet app open and yeah. was betting. Yeah, right. I remember he's like, oh, you ruined my multi-ben king or something. Yes, dark, I remember that. Dark shit. Dark stuff, yep. And so these 14-year-olds, 12-year-olds, I'm going to say 8-year-olds, mm. started taunting like grown St. Kilda men to the left, yep. grown St. Kilda men to the right. There was one Saints kid who was vlogging the whole thing. Yep. Like, and he seemed to, appeared to be famous. Yes. There was a Saints child who was a blogger. Yeah. A vlogger. Yeah. Not a blogger. He didn't write articles. <laughs> no, he wrote vlogs. And then the Saints fans around us started to get increasingly more aggressive at the children. They got very angry at the children. But then there were some Saints fans who were wearing like Richmond Guernseys yeah. and North Guernseys. And there was fans on the other side who weren't Saints fans either, but were going for the Saints. And the whole thing just had this weird bizarre. I was like, someone's going to kill these kids yeah. and I'm going to not help. <laughs> no. I'm going to just watch these kids get, get murdered, murdered by Saints fans. Yeah. That's worth a little side note. Saints fans are so full on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good on them in a way because. Mm. They've won one flag in their history, mm. but they're they're so bullish and so like kill, kill the other team. Yeah. Um, but I don't know where that comes from because as a Melbourne fan, I in my it took me thirty two ish years to see my team win a flag, and I never got too confident. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they've won four in a row now, but that we were all of a sudden this fun little thing we were doing where we were like, let's just sit in the cheer squad became what the fuck have we stepped into? 100%. And the little girl with her Guernsey on, she seems to be taking in a stride. Yeah. But as the game goes on, the end of the first quarter, Suns are up. Yes. And it's looking good. They yeah. look like they're staying with it. And then it turned. Yeah. And the Saints started to kick away pretty, pretty confidently. Yeah. And the 14-year-olds, all of a sudden, who were wearing like Suns merch maybe, mm. all of a sudden started wearing Bulldogs merch yeah. and Geelong merch. And chanting Collingwood. Collingwood and cheering. And we're like, what the fuck is this? And then the, the, the Saints fans are still getting pissed off and getting more aggressive. I'm yeah. like, this is going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, and it was coupled with genuinely seeing you, Tom, very very upset about the game. Yeah. Because we should talk about the Suns. They were really pathetic. Yeah, they, they really were. They were bad. And as the official Gold Coast Suns podcast, we yeah. need to mention, say not good enough. Why do you think they were so bad? So I have a few things to say. Um, in round one, it felt like effort. 
Mm. I didn't think it was effort this time, which is. Well, you think it was structural? I think it was. I think it was structural. And I think that's more upsetting. It felt like the defensive structure wasn't there, the forward structure wasn't there, and the midfield was okay. Hear a little theory from me, right? Let's hear. You've it. got the stars. Yeah. You've got your four out of fives and your five out of five players, mm-hmm. and you've got your potential full forward. You've got what you're potentially missing is your three out of fives. Yeah. The ones who are. When Matt Rowell gets tagged, he's yep. going to step up and get the clearances mm-hmm. and you need to watch him. If they decide to tag Matt Rowell or Took, then you're done. Yes. So you need those second level kind of players who are ready to go in and, and fight and are good enough to, to play when those guys can't win you the game. Exactly. And I think a lot of those three out of fives are there. They're just children still. Yeah, yeah, but they're in the they're in the cheer squad. <laughs> yeah, they you know, they they they're going to be those 3 out of 5 solid contributors, yes. but they're just 19 and they have off games. Yes. You know? So, let's talk about the food. What did you hear? You said you had a hot dog? I had a hot dog with mustard and tomato sauce. I We should talk about the food at at length one day, but right. I'm so disappointed by the food on offer usually, and I'm particularly disappointed by the hot dog itself, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just a stale Piece of bread with yeah. a with a with a frankfurter in. Yes. So, like, can we do? I, I I but I don't know if I want more either. Like, I don't want a fancy bratwurst with onions and no, dried onions no. and relish, and I don't want that either. But I just want the hot dog. I want the hot dog maybe double the size in circumference. Mm-hmm. I want the bread more. I want it smaller. Yep. I want it more brioche. Yeah. And if I want it half the price, it is. Because how mm. much was your hot dog? I think it was like seven fifty. I think so. That's seven fifty for a twenty-eight cent frankfurter. Yeah, and some bread and one cent bread. I think the problem is, like, the food is okay. Like, I, I don't mind a, a super basic, simple hot dog, but there is no love. No, no love. No love and no, no love from the top down. Yeah. at Delaware North. Exactly. Who are the who are the food people? But don't you just think if it was a three dollar hot dog, right? Yeah, three dollar. F- fuck it, four dollars, right? Yeah. And it was. If you go to a, a, a baseball game in America, it's a big like yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a fancier meat. Yeah. It's still that same offcut stuff. Yeah, give me a bit thicker. Yeah, yeah, and a bit longer. And I will I would love that at a game. Yes, because I like I love a pie at the footy. Yes, but there's no clear alternative to the pie. No, the chips and chicken there are all right, but. I feel a bit grumpy about that as well because I don't want to just have chicken nuggets and chips. I'm 34, yeah, you know. Exactly. Give me a bit of something to and work with. And that's very expensive. Like that, they consider that gourmet. How so. much is chicken and chips? I think it's like 15 bucks. Yeah, no, that's absurd. And I noticed you didn't eat your bread. No, I didn't. Yeah, I he told, told me for not because it was bread. stale and it was, you know. <laughs> uh, but then there was one shining light in the food at Marvel. Okay, here we go. They had tacos. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They had, and not like a hard shell taco. I'm no. talking like the soft shell taco. And I didn't buy it, but I did take a photo of it. I'll post it up on Instagram yeah, shortly with no, with no description <laughs> under it. That's the, a step in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. So I just wanted to highlight that. Delaware North, make the circumference of your Frankfurters double the size. Yes. Back to the game. It moves on. It's getting more and more horrible. Yeah. The 16-year-olds change their chance to meme ones like yeah. we've got the ball we've got the ball we've got the ball you know yeah because we're losing by 50 points but Gold Coast Suns have possession yeah yes the game ends anything else to add I would I, I've got two quick things I would like to say if please, that's okay please please one uh, you mentioned the lifeguard 
duo. Yes. I would like to say a big shout out to them because... No, they brought the energy. They were great. They were great. They were on the piss a bit. Yeah. You know? They were on the piss, but they got given that giant flag and they... Went for it. ...were getting into it and they had so much positivity and happiness. And I gave one of them uh, a Took Miller jersey... Yes. ...to keep. And I said, you keep that. And they were awesome. They we, were just my lifeblood. Yes. And you still have some of these polos. So yeah, we'll I couldn't have to give, give them, them out. Away. <laughs> I tried to People, give them away. Because they're all 3XL as well. Yeah, that's the other problem. <laughs> but uh, I should have worn one. But uh, I had a great... Night, thank you so much to all the people who came out. Mm-hmm. Next time, let's try and get a corporate box. Yes, that's a great idea. A $60,000 corporate box and do that. Keep that's, away from the children. That'll be our long-term goal. But how would you? How much, what would you give out of 10 that experience? Uh, well, that's well, that's everything I wanted to mention, actually. St Kilda do it way better than Essendon. It was a good event day. It was a good event day. I think they used Marvel the right way. They did, yeah. What My we were fear, talking about. Yes, the MCG is about old school traditions and make Marvel about lights, yeah. screens, engagement. Yeah. And they thought, oh, yeah, they did yeah, a pretty the damn good job. Yeah, the had that countdown, the minute with the lights going crazy and the energy. I don't remember Essendon having that at all when I saw that. Yeah, for a Saints versus Suns on a Saturday night, that could be a very, when it's raining, could be a very depressing affair. Yeah. And it genuinely wasn't. Yeah. I think it's a lot to do with Saints being top of the ladder, undefeated, yes. yeah. which is awesome. That's yeah. great. Good on them. Who was that defender who kicked their ass all day? Sam Collins. Oh. My favorite. No, 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 no. On the other team. Oh, Jack Sinclair. Ooh. Oh, he. Their, their whole, their whole defensive structure. But that was one of the things. Like we would clunk, we would make packs in our forward line, mm. and then instead of it going to ground and being crumbed by our small forwards, every single time, without doubt, a Saints player would mop up and get yes. it out of the fifty. Every single time. Oh, I. Uh, Got a ball. Yeah, Braden marked the ball. I didn't mark it. I dropped it. Let's be <laughs> honest. It flew right at me. There was flags flying in front of me. I, I got my hands on it and then it dropped in front of me. And then I held it up. I made Tom very quickly take a photo. Yeah. And then all these boys around me going, pass it. Give it here. Give it here. <laughs> give it here. And then I panicked and I handballed it back where you're supposed to send yeah, it. And then the someone called me a dog cunt. Yes, which is really rough. <laughs> but I did the right thing and I'm, I won't feel bad. For and it. I should just say at about three quarter time, I said... The only thing that could be a, a light in the rest of this game is if we catch the ball. And we did. And we, we did. got the ball. So, that, yeah, and then so it was a, a 10 out of 10 night for you. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I reckon eight because I would have liked. I, I, the, the, the kids were full on, and yeah. I was worried I was going to have to defend the children in a battle. Yeah. Uh, which I wouldn't do. And it would have been nice to see the Sunnies win. Yeah, worried about the Sunnies. Yeah, very worried. I said to Brendan on the night, I said, I'm not sure what we can do. It's not a rebuild. It's not a draft. It's not bringing in players. We would just, we'd need five or six A graders to come in to improve the side that played on Saturday. Yeah. So Stewie Jew, you listen, you're a regular listener. Yeah. Get us in. We have ideas. Yeah. That was our night at the footy. Another thing, we're four weeks into the game now. Uh, I'm immersed. Mm -hmm. I know our listeners are immersed and maybe they're not. But I wanted to bring to you guys, I've been watching very closely all the footy media yep. week after week, and I'm ready to give you my TV show seedings. All right, here we go. Do you know what a seeding is? Um, is that like when you rank um, like players for like a handicap? Sure. Like so, in a race? Yeah, so here's who's, it doesn't matter, like the ladder is different. This yep. is my understanding of a seeding. Okay. At the moment, their form, where they're at, this is who I think the, 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 lead, the leaders are. Okay on their performances and everything. I think that's what it means. I should all look up. So even if someone's got the most views at this point, yes, you still believe that 
Perhaps another team is the number one seed. Seeding is um, it can be a sex act. Yep. Seeding in sports, setting up or adjusting a tournament bracket. Yeah, yeah, right. So less of what I had an idea of handicap, but more just a yeah, a, a, a bracket. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I have I've picked one, two, three, four, seven shows. Yep. And I'm gonna rank them from seven to one. Okay. Can I say? In my opinion, mm-hmm. not enough footy media. <laughs> Get more shows. And I'm looking at you, Channel 7, who owns the rights. We want more footy content mm. around the games, before the games, yep. after the games. Get it in there. Yes. There's some I've probably missed and I apologize for that. But if you have other good footy shows that you watch, let me know. Coming in dead last. And yep. this is unfair. Okay is the bounce on Fox footy. Okay. So people who don't know what the bounce is, the bounce is a long running show that happens on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. It's hosted by the wonderful Jason Dunstall and a Andrew Gaze and a rolling three and four, usually Cam Mooney sometimes other, and other people. Yep. It's a silly fun look at the back end of the week. <laughs> it's made by <laughs> like older dudes. Yep. And it's a, and, uh, a lot of kids watch it. Yeah. They have a segment called Turn It Up where Andrew Gaze will look at something on the footy and go, oh, that's awful. I say, turn it up. Yeah. Uh, it's all over the shop. Yeah. So that's at number seven for me. Okay. But it has its place. Yeah, it's funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> the whole, it's like, it's, it's got the structure of like, uh, like Jason Dunstall, who's like one of the best football players to ever play the game, like a yep. Hall of Famer, I mm-hmm. think, or if not, will be, if not already. 100%. He's like, oh, I have to put up with you imbeciles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this weird energy, and it happens right after the Sunday footy game, and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. So the bounce comes in at number seven for me. Yeah. The next one is also harsh. I feel bad saying these lower ones. At number six, I have On the Couch. Okay. This is hosted by Gary Lyon, who is... I love Gary yeah, Lyon. I thought this was your favourite show, so... When I was eight or so, mm. I had my... I had septicemia, which is blood poisoning. Yeah. And the doctors in Adelaide, surprisingly, the doctors in Adelaide couldn't find what was wrong with me. And they're right. like, well, he's just going to die. <laughs> and I got a letter from Gary Lyon saying, I hope you feel better. Oh, that's lovely. And, uh, and then I recovered. It was appendix. Right, you get it chopped out. Yeah, got it out. And then apparently as soon as they pulled it out, it sort of exploded or disintegrated. Oh, my God. And if it had done that, I would be, we wouldn't be doing a podcast no, now. No, I don't think we would be. Uh, so Gary Lyon kept me going. So yeah. I'll never say a bad word about Gary. On the Couch is in a bad stage. It's an iconic show for those who don't know On the Couch. It's yeah. been on for 20 plus years, I'm going to say. As, as long as Fox Sports has been doing AFL coverage, On the Couch has been on. It has a rolling. It was originally hosted by... Uh, Jared Healy, Mike Sheehan, and Robert Walls. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of the older hands talking about footy and they talked about it in a thoughtful, interesting way. And then it's rolled cast over the year. Last year, Nick Rewatt was in it. He sort of left footy media. But at the moment, it's Gary Lyon, Jonathan Brown, Nick. What's his name? Rewalt? No. Nathan Buckley. Oh, Nathan Buckley. I like Bucks. Bucks is an incredible media performer. John O'Brown is, you know, probably one of the biggest assets in AFL media. If you look at any time they're doing anything, they put John Brown to the front. I met him once and I was like, people talk about man crushes and like being impressed by like men. 
holy hell. Like, I've always enjoyed him from afar and thought he's okay. In person, when you've got, like, a very... G'day, mate, how you going? Yeah. Six foot five, whatever he is, nice guy. And he's like, and he's like you know, sometimes... You know, like, big jockey guys... Sometimes they're a bit like standoffish and rude to you. Yes. But when a big jockey guy is supportive and lovely and friendly, you're like, you're the best person in the world. Mm-hmm. He's very much like that. So I big big love for him. Just as a whole show though, it feels a bit flat at the moment. Yeah. There's so many other shows doing what it does. So I have that at number six. Okay. Number five, and this is controversial, footy classified. Yep. This is also an iconic show. I remember watching this in like year 12. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like this is the oldest one I can remember. It it probably should be higher for me. Uh, it's hosted by Craig Hutchison, Caroline Wilson, uh, Matthew Lloyd and... Kane, isn't it? Kane Corns on Monday nights. And then on Wednesday night, they have the spin-off footy classified, yeah. which is Eddie Maguire, I believe right. Matthew Lloyd, Caroline Wilson and Damien Barrett now. Yeah. It is the most interesting show to watch and they make a point every week of finding a scoop. Yeah. And it's the most gossipy, dirty, yeah. they fight with each other. Yeah. So in a lot of respects, it's the best show because it always engages you. But as I said the other day, it loses points because you never know when it's going to start. Yes. It's not treated well by Channel 9, I don't think. Because if it was on at one set time, I think its fan base would be massive. Mm-hmm. But I love the fights. Caroline Wilson always brings in something genuinely interesting to talk about and she's also not afraid to like hold grudges she clearly hates yeah, North Melbourne at the 100%. moment 100% Craig Hutchison as the CEO of a company still comes in and does this show like yeah. clearly we just have no time yeah. and he's an interesting fellow we'll talk more about Craig Hutchison in the future 100% but he he was one of those like door stopping journalists in the yeah, 90s yeah, like yeah. hiding in bins kind of situation and yeah. like the shit that he would have seen and knows is very, you know, I'd be very interested to hear one day. Yeah. But also he knows exactly how to like, I think him, Kane Corns, who is probably one of the most, say what you will about him, he's figured out a way to always say something that upsets people or engages people. 100%. He's usually right. Because yes, he he left footy. He was fine at footy. He was pretty good. Him and his brother are pretty good footy players. He left to become a firefighter early, like mm-hmm. he could have played longer. Didn't become a firefighter and then went clearly just went, well, I'm going to be a media personality. Yeah. And has, I, don't, I think he works incredibly hard from what I can see no, from he, afar. He does. He, he hosts like three SEN shows a day. Yeah. He commentates, he's on TV. Half the week he's in Adelaide, half the week he's in Melbourne. He's a crazy hard worker. Yeah, and he knows what to say and he does it with such a straight face. I think half the things these guys say is with tongue in cheek and they know they're going far. Yeah, and they don't, he doesn't mind poking fun at himself either. It, it's rare, but when he does, you yeah. can tell he doesn't mind. So that's at number five for me, but it has the chance to seed upwards as the season goes on. I just want to say that's just a whole bunch of people that, you know, I like individually, but together they just are nasty pasties and I don't get a lot out of it, bro. <laughs> it's Mitchell, my brother, when he watches it, he loves it because you like, you feel tension watching it. 100%. You're like, they're going to stop fighting, please. They it's just, really intense. They take each other personally and stuff. Yeah, it's full on. <laughs> <laughs> number four, I've got Yokai, which is yep. a NITV uh, show, which is a First Nations based program. I've watched it a little bit, but I want to mark it because it's uh, it it came at a time when another great show called Mangrook, which was on SBS, SB, it actually moved around a lot, but uh, it's post uh, Mangrook. But it's just a nice, soft, light approach to the footy approach. It focuses on Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander players. I would genuinely recommend it. Uh, 
mate Tony Armstrong used to host it and doesn't mm-hmm. host it anymore. Uh, at the moment, it's hosted by Megan Waters and Andrew Cracker and they talk footy each week. It's available, I believe. I think Fox Footy play it once a week, but then mm-hmm. also it's on AFL On Demand. Have you talked? AFL On Demand is like AFL trying to make their streaming platform. And if you're ever very bored, they have like documentaries and stuff on there. So I recommend you hop on there and have a look. I had never heard of it. So Yokai at number four. Number three, AFL 360. Yep. Now, my personality is AFL 360. Yep. I build my life around AFL 360. Yep. Most days of the week for the last fucking 12, 15, 13 years, as mm-hmm. long as this show's been on, my ritual through the footy season is go to work or do whatever I'm doing, come home, 7.30, AFL 360. It's hosted by the two most different men in yes, the world. Yes, that's what I'm about to say, yes. I'll talk about Jared Waitley first. Yep. I think Jared Waitley is the best media performer in the AFL. Mm-hmm. He is thoughtful, he's balanced, he, he's complete, he's, he's very well spoken, he uses wonderful language. I think he's a gun commentator as well. And he, he, I don't know my opinion on things until he gives his opinion. I think he's just the best. I think he shines best in interviews. Him and David King, him and Bucks. Oh, yes. Him and Daisy. Yes. He brings the best out of people. He brings out the best of people. That is your best content when Jared and someone else are sitting down together on SEM. So there's a part of him that's like the best of football, I think, which is about, he talks about optimism. He picked, he finds the people who are the most interesting story, brings them up. I think he he, has a poetry about what he does. I think he's a gun. On the other side of the table (laughs) (laughs) is a guy called Mark Robinson. Yeah. This guy is the chief football writer at the Herald Sun. Yeah. He is, he just had a major heart attack last year. Like yeah. he's, he's not in the best of shape, no. I would say. Like, but he's, he's pulled through that and it's fantastic. I think he loves a durry. Yeah, and a, and a drink. Up. Yes, he, took, he sculled a gin the other night on air. And like so Jared Waitley talks like this about the agenda and the seedings as we talk about the media. Jeremiah Robinson is like, well, clearly, I think they talk about it. He shows up at like 7.28 for a 7.30 recording. Jared <laughs> Whateley's been there doing pre-production yeah. meetings, planning, talking to the library. He shows up, puts like a shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> and then just starts talking. But it's almost like an art form, the way Jared will bring up, uh, you know, Essendon Lost. And yeah. then he can talk aggressively and passionately about Essendon for fucking 45 minutes. But the same about a, 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 someone bumping someone. Yep. You can't do that. We can't have it in our game. <laughs> and he's the best, actually. People call him Slobbo. Yeah. Uh, people call him, you know, the people act like they hate him. But he is gen- he's the other half of football that I love as well. It's just yep. like passionate, passionate blokes who just like have no self-control. He's like muttering all over the place. It's a wonderful thing to watch. And I'll be very sad if I couldn't watch him daily. But there's also a good thing about him as well is he's more... he usually says the right thing as well. Like he, 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 he's not a grub. There's plenty of old grubs in the world. 100%. And he's not one of them. Yes, there is. So it's my favorite, like it's my go-to show. But the only reason I have it at third is because it's on so much. Yeah. So I usually like play Tetris or play PlayStation <laughs> instead of like watching because it's yeah. hard. And then some of the, when they, they have coaches night, which is Monday nights where That's they have night. two coaches on and yep. they talk through stuff. 
if they have bad coaches on or coaches who aren't playing close to the chest, it's like 30 minutes of unwatchable television. Yeah, right. Like if they're like, yeah, no, we're trying. We're if they're just playing their cards close to their chest, it's unwatchable. And then the same goes for players' night where if they have, yeah. un, you know, when they had Bob Murphy on talking, absolutely outstanding. But if they have someone who's not a great media performer, it can get a bit boring. But the first half hour of the show is as good as footy gets. Yep. Number two. All right. The story of this show is something I know a little bit. It's uh, a show that they pitched, the people who made this show pitched it to Channel 7. Mm-hmm. Channel 7 tends to own all the football media it makes. It doesn't, usually when you make a TV show, you pitch it and then they will give you the money to make it and you own that show. But usually when Channel 7 makes shows, they make that IP, the intellectual property themselves, so they own the concept. Yep. Front Bar, I believe, went to Channel 7 and said, we have this idea for a show. Do you want to make it with us? And Channel 7 said, no. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like it'll work. People yep. don't like funny stuff. <laughs> and so Mick Malloy and his brother, I believe, who he runs his production company with, went, okay, well, let's just make it a web series, yep. which is hard for like people over 40 to do. 100%. And you go, well, no one's going to watch this. So they started doing it for, I believe, I could be wrong, maybe this is probably wrong, but they started doing it on YouTube or they put it somewhere Got a got sponsorship from CUB to like fund it and build it around Carlton Draft. Mm-hmm. Then went, and then it was on AFL.com.au. Yep. Small audience, but they were building this proof of concept of Mick Malloy, Andy Marr, Sam Pang. Yeah. Just talking about the footy in a funny way. Little videos, and then they it did so well on there that they brought it to back to Channel Seven. They sold it back to Channel Seven after games. Yeah, after games. Yeah. So I was like, all right, you can have it. We'll like put you on air. Five minutes after games, yeah. You can have it after games for a little bit. Yeah. People love that, right? Yeah, I love that. I remember loving that. Then they went, all right, it's done so well here. We'll give you a crack at putting it on air the way that Mick initially wanted to do it. Yeah. And it was so funny and so well made and transcended generations of people enjoying it that it killed the footy show. Yeah. The footy show, which was on its last legs to begin with, it just smashed it in the ratings and yeah. killed a footy icon in yeah. the footy show on Channel 9. And they did it very simply by being just a couple of guys with a really nice dynamic. Sam Pang is one of the best personalities in Australian TV. Mick Malloy knows exactly what he's doing. And Andy Maris, the straight guy, mm-hmm. just built this really nice show. And instead, what they very smartly did, in my opinion, is every other show was trying to make current footballers funny. Speaking very generally here, f- current football players don't have a lot of interesting stuff th- to say. They're scared of being interesting. Yeah. yeah. But if you talk to someone who's just outside of the game or 20 years outside of the game, they have really funny stories and they're real people who've developed real lives and real mm-hmm. personalities. So the show is predominantly built on old footage of Dipper from the 80s. Yep. And talking through to old footy players about their old stories. And it's so well put together and so funny that it's just been an icon that's transcended AFL now. They do. In the off-season, they do cricket, they do Olympics. And they've just put it together so well. And the best part is, is mm-hmm. Channel 7 don't own it. <laughs> yeah. So Front Bar and their team, I hope, absolutely fleece them yeah. financially. They should just be asking for so much money to make that show. And they should have picked it up when they could have. Yes. Now, they, now they're absolutely dominating. Another great thing for me, right, watching this is my grandfather, my pa, passed away a few years ago. But in his last few years when he lived in aged care, 
this was my reason to go and see him because it's hard to find the right reasons to, you know, go and see older people, your grandparents and stuff like that. Every Thursday night, I'd go and watch that with him and it was something we could both laugh about. So it's a special show. And that's what I've got at number two. Yep. Any thoughts on Front Bar? Do you watch it? Uh, no, I don't watch anything really because <laughs> I'm hopeless. But if something's on, that's the one I yes. get the most enjoyment out of. And at number one. Here we go. This show was made out of COVID, I believe. Okay. During COVID, Fox Footy was trying to figure out a way to make a lot of content without football happening. Mm -hmm. So it started to look sideways. I think they, looks like, I'm guessing all of this. I have no insider information. They made a podcast room yeah. and they clearly set up a few cameras and started to do, do things very lightly. So they started doing Saturday morning, like recap shows about the footy. And then during this time, very lightly, David King, Joey Montagna, and then Anthony Hudson or uh, other people, Ben Dixon occasionally, just would after games on Sunday night talk about the games. Mm -hmm. The games, the show's called First Crack. Yeah, and it is my, in my opinion, the currently the best place to go for AFL content. Mm -hmm. Not funny. It's not. Uh, it's not. You know, it's not eclectic. It's literally just three people talking about footy but it happens at the perfect time of the week mm -hmm. you've just watched your team lose or win and you want to know why and it's on sunday night david king this is a this this podcast is the home of david king lovers yes and i love that this show came out of nowhere and now it's the best show on tv so that's my number one love that i want it to be like this forever just them going no here's what's calling what's doing all right and they've got to figure that out it's very simple i love it I thought for sure it was going to be something to do with Sam Newman, your, your favourite. I don't like Sam Newman. I think he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, great. Oh, we should have him on though. <laughs> you see Sushi Mango interviewed him? No, that's an odd choice. Yeah, it was weird. Anyway, yeah. that's my footy seedings. And I think we check back on it, check back on it in a few weeks. Okay, great. Because I'm Kiwi now. Love that. Now, Tom, it's been a week since we last checked in with if there's any new malakas. Yes. So why don't we go to the Malacca of the Week? Okay, guys. So I've got three nominations for Malacca of the Week this week. First. So if you're new to Malacca of the Week, basically I'm going to throw out three Malaccas of the Week. Which is wanker in Greek. Wanker in Greek. A lighthearted, fun poke at the, you know, the wanker of the week. And Broden's going to choose his favourite. And it's Greek Easter this week. So this is especially special Malaccas. Yes. Go for it. What's number one Malacca? So I'm going to focus on the positives here, not the negatives. Grundy mm. is back to his best. Ooh, is it, how is that a Malacca? Everyone at Collingwood who mistreated him. Oh, uh, yes. Everyone who wanted to get rid of him. Everyone who didn't want to pay him top dollar. Everyone who was happy to see him leave. Anyone from Melbourne that didn't want him on oh, the yeah. team. Okay. They're all Malacca. They're all Malacca's, man. Wow, a, that's he, a big catch-all Malacca. Without, we've gone going down, his value increased tenfold, and then he's playing at his best. He's the number one Ruckman in the competition right now. Yeah. And he's phenomenal and a joy to watch. Malacca, okay, so anyone, any doubters of uh, Brody Grundy is a Malacca of the Week. Correct. Contender. The next Malacca of the Week nomination. Mm. Any of the Swans who went early on that goal? Yes. So Callum Mills was one of them. Callum Mills. And the guy, Florent, who kicked Ollie it. Florent, he kicked it. Buddy. Who's, who's the guy who hugged him? 
I don't know who okay, hugged him. Someone hugged him. He was a Malacca. But he didn't man up on Alira Lear. Mm. They're all Malacca's, mate. You just went early and you just got called out. Mate. That is a very strong Malacca for me. Yeah. It's going to be hard to beat that Malacca. Yeah. That was full on. <laughs> but a great way to end that game. Yeah. Oof. Totally. I would have loved to have seen. Do you know who would have been great to watch at that exact moment? I wonder if there's any footage of him. It was Tom Papley. <laughs> Do you reckon he'd be going off or he'd be angry? Oh, I want to see. I don't. I actually don't know the answer. Was he like, that's not going to land? Or is he like fully in his little bulldog tensed situation? Yeah, who knows? Far out. Yeah, okay. Number three. All right, bit of a story here, Braden. Mm-hmm. So me and Braden, on Thursday night last week, we had a little premiere screening for our... Uh, TV show that's coming out at uh, 9 o'clock this Wednesday on ABC TV and April 12 yes uh, and the people at the premiere just loved it so you better watch it you better watch it, it and was tell a, like 10 people one. to watch it or go to your, everyone's house and put it on their eye view yeah now I was organising this night as uh, one of the members of Auntie Donna I was sort of organising and one of my jobs was to pick someone who was best dressed Yes, you did. Yeah, because we had a lot of fans show up. Some people show up in uh, Cowdoy or uh, characters from other sketches we've done in the past. Yeah. So I was running around very busy and very stressed. And someone said, hey, Tommy, you've got to come meet this fan. He's asking for you. Right. I said, no worries. I went over and this person mm. had printed a T-shirt with the Footy with Broden Kelly had, logo on yes. it. Yes. And I thought that was so cool. He also had a couple of photos of Mark and, yeah. and Zach and stuff on that. So I signed that. And then I went around about my business. And then at the end of the night, I awarded that person. You gave them best, I gave them best costume dress. of the night. And I thought nothing of it. I went about my night. And when I got home, my wife said to me, Oh, no. Tom, why'd you give that person with the podcast a best dress? That was a bit of a malacca move, mate. Oh, so you're a malacca. I'm a bit of a malacca. I feel bad now. Yeah, because there was people who like fully dressed up. There was a person who dressed up as a, not, there's a character from like, 200 podcasts ago from the Andy Donna podcast called Gladys and someone dressed up as a 1940s woman uh, called Gladys like pretty deep cuts (laughs) pretty deep cuts and you gave it to a boy with a t-shirt and I I I still think the t-shirt was impressive and I still think it was awesome and I still thought that person was really lovely got to chat to him for a little bit but I didn't think it was a wanky thing. I just thought that person's put in a lot of effort, and then it was no, pointed I out think... to me later that it was a bit of a wanky. No, thing I don't to think do. so. I think it was. I don't think it's Malacca enough. Give yourself a nomination. I give but, myself uh, a nomination. Well, I didn't see it going that way. I'm like, who are you going to give this Malacca to? The boy? <laughs> the, the, okay, great. I thought you were going to give it to your wife for a while there. Well, yeah, she's a bloody Malacca for calling me a Malacca, mate. Okay, so is that your fourth nomination yeah. for Malacca? Yeah, <laughs> fourth one is Alenia okay. Azariu. And number five? No, that's it. That's oh, the, that's, that's a good For me, it's got to be Callum Mills and Florent and Buddy and all the swans going. The early crow. The early crow. Okay, so that's our Malacca of the Week on Greek Easter Week. <laughs> Very good. Let's very quickly talk about something that's also close to our hearts before mm-hmm. we get into the footies. The NBA playoffs start yes. this week and the play-in starts this week. Mm-hmm. Should we get into... We, we, this has been a long podcast, so we can touch on... Let's just touch on this for the next few weeks. Uh, but let's see who who is in the play-in. So, yep. And let's talk about the play-in, right? So the equivalent in the AFL would be the top eight get into the finals yep. and then... Nine, nine and ten, and nine to twelve. Golf, yeah, nine would play twelve. Yeah, ten would play eleven for a spot. to play in the finals. Yes, yeah. two spots in the finals. Yes. But wouldn't you? Maybe you would make seven, eight part of that as well. You could. I think now that if we're going to add these two teams in, I think you'd do the playing. The playing. It's just another way to and and 
you make it that if you got into the top eight, you get a week yeah. off. But if you are trying to get into the finals, which would be great for you, you don't get a week off. Yeah. The playing happens in that break before the finals. That could be good. Because I think when there was eight teams that got into the finals and eight that missed out, that was nice. Mm. But I think 10 teams missing out is bordering on... Yeah. Not great. Well, why not just make it a bit of, um, you know, another few games? I think people would be keen to go to it. Most people, most teams who finish ninth or 10th would go, we would love the opportunity exactly. to say we played finals. If the Suns finish 10th and could you have would, a crack, yeah. I'd be buying a ticket to that. Totally. Uh, so that'd be good. So who's in the play-in, Thomas? Okay, so from the Western To the NBA. Conference. We're back to the NBA. NBA. Western Conference, we've got New Orleans versus the Thunder. That's a, the Thunder the made it Thunder to the play in. in tenth, which the is Thund- so exciting. OKC uh, have an Australian lineage, and their mm-hmm. their point guard is Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. who is an AFL background. It's the opposite Bender of Scott boy. Pendlebury. <laughs> opposite of Scott Pendlebury, he has AFL background yeah. and plays in the NBA. Uh, is playing fantastically. He's a great playmaking facilitator. Yeah. So they're they're a tanking team. They're, they're trying team. to get they're trying to get Victor Wembanyama, the next the next Michael Jordan, LeBron. Mm-hmm. They have Shea Gilgis Alexander, who was an MVP candidate. Yep. They've got Chet Holmgren, who yet is to play, but... uh, yet to play, but is a gun. Mm. And that's huge for them. I think they think that they don't need Victor. Yeah. I think they think Chet's going to be a. Do you know what I think they'll do? Yeah. I think they'll. They have every draft pick available for the next nine years. They They've do. done so well at yeah. garnering draft picks that they will just go to whoever gets picked number one and go, hey, this is a seven foot eight guy. He's going to break down pretty quickly. Yeah. We're going to give you nine first round picks in the next four or five yeah, years. I'd be down for that. And so you can, if you're the team that gets him, you can go, well, this is probably a better, safer bet. And they've mm. already got Giddy, Holmgren, Gilgis. Well, yeah, I just wonder where you put Shed. I guess he can play as power forward. There's no. You trade Holmgren immediately. You trade him. Yeah, totally immediately. <sighs> that is a big call, Braden Kelly. That is a huge goal. I if think. you got Wembenyana, you would trade Holmgren. I think Shed was the. Well, he was he the number one pick? Oh, no, uh, Jalen Green. Two or three. Yeah, okay, okay. For, in my mind, he's a generational center, but has never played a game. So we'll wait Pelicans, and see on that. Is Zion fit for no, the Pelicans? No, yeah, Zion yeah. hasn't played for ages. So poor old New Orleans are limping to the finish line here. Yeah. Um, they probably are only that high because they started so strong. And when they were strong at the start of the year, by golly, they looked good. Yeah. Okay, and who else is there? So, and then on the Eastern Conference, this is a bit of a whatever, won't even tune in. Yeah. You've got the Raptors and the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Good for the Bulls, but whatever. Toronto are in a weird thing. They're not sure if they're tanking and building or if they're trying to stay in it. Same with Chicago, I reckon. Like yeah. Now that Ball has been ruled out for potentially forever. Ball's cooked. Yeah, he's absolutely Lons- cooked. Lamelo. Lom- Lons- now, Broden, are you aware of what happened at the Minnesota game today? Yes. Uh, Rudy Gobert punched a teammate. A punched a teammate, and then Jaden McDaniels got so angry that he punched a wall and fractured his... <laughs> and they're in the play-in. They're in the play-in. No, sorry, they're in the. They're just in the playoffs. That's it for the. Oh, okay, right. The play-ins. And then the first. Who are the first? Who are the? Who are the teams playing each other in the playoffs? Right. So this is great. This is what I'm excited about. Um, so at seventh and eighth on the Western Conference, we have the Lakers and the Timberwolves. Okay, well, that is actually a good. That's a. That's going to be great. And I think that the playoffs are better. When LeBron's playing in them. Yes. I know not everyone's a big LeBron fan. Lakers but in the play-in is exciting. It's super exciting. So he exciting. will try and win that, even though he's trying to get to the end of the season so he can... Yeah, and I like their pickups. I like Mo Bamba, big mm-hmm. Mo Bamba fan, you know. Okay, I reckon the Lakers win that. Yeah, I think they'll win that as well. And then on the other side, we have the Heat and Atlanta. 
Yes, so what we're going to see is a well-run organization <laughs> in the Miami Heat just systematically fucking destroy Yeah, because Jimmy Butler's woken up too. He is looking fantastic just yes, the last couple of weeks. he's come back nicely, yeah. uh, very nicely. Uh, and then who's the next? Okay, so then it gets a little bit complicated, so bear with me here. So mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies will, will play the winner of Lakers Timberwolves. Yes. Okay. So probably the Lakers. Yeah, which is a, a gun. Oh, my God. That'll be so exciting yeah. to watch. Morant versus Lakers. Is Morant back? I haven't yes, been following Yes, he is. He, he, he was uh, not allowed to play for a while because he got a gun out at a strip club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, amongst a few others. So when you think about the AFL and you think about people doing little, you know, indiscretions. Yeah. He did a lot. Gun in a strip club. Next. Uh, Sacramento versus Golden State. Sacramento Kings are the Gold Coast Suns of the NBA. And they're, they're the team I barrack for and as well. Yeah, so Tom goes for the two miserable teams. Sacramento <laughs> Kings finished the highest they finished in like 20 odd years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you know what? I they bashed awesome. Them. I bashed them in the offseason. I said I'm not barracking for you anymore because they traded... My guy. They traded. Guy? Uh, they traded uh, uh, Halliburton to the Pacers. Yes, to the ha- to the Halliburton to the and Pacers, Buddy Hield, which I was so furious about. But obviously, they know more than I do. And they look fantastic. Demontis Sabonis yes. is a gun player. As Buddy Hield, I'm sorry. What's his name? De'Aaron Fox looks De'Aaron awesome. Fox. Okay, and who are they playing? Sorry, they've got Golden State. Who I think they'll. Oh, that's going to be sad. Everything I just said about the Kings. Bad luck. Uh, Steph Curry's going to. Chef yeah, Curry's and, gonna and Clay's back as well and playing quite well. So, oh, it could be a very good play because they're in Kings are fitter, yeah, and, and uh, Warriors are older. I think Kings might do it. Um, yes, yeah, they know, yeah, they yeah, yeah, more, more consistency across the year, and that can't be underrated on the east. Uh, on the east, oh, well, I've been just oh, okay. doing the west, I've nuggets, just been doing the west. Well, we've still got Suns versus Clippers, okay, and should where is Kevin Durant? He's at the Suns, is so he injured? I think he's back, yeah, okay, I think it should be a sweep. I think Clippers looked a bit. Rubbish today. Oh, it'll be interesting because how many minutes have the Suns played together? Not a lot, barely any. So that'll be interesting. It'll literally just be on Kevin Durant talent. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is Kawhi and Paul George haven't played that many bloody minutes that's together true. ever. That's you know? true. Like, oh, that's an interesting one. Okay, and then Denver will play the winner of the play in. Okay, so they'll play either New Orleans or Thunder. And these teams, I think Nuggets won fifty three games, which is. Or less. Yeah, no. They, less than the top three or four in the East. Correct, yeah. It, no, the West was quite even this year. I mean, with the rise of Sacramento and stuff, mm. quite even. Mm. All right, let's go to the other side really quickly. Boston, uh, so, Boston uh, Milwaukee play the winner of the play-in. Yes, um, so that'll be either Raptors or Chicago, and then Boston will play either Miami or Atlanta. I would love to see Boston-Miami. I think that'd be a very good series. And then Milwaukee playing, who would it be? Uh, they'll play either... Oh, no, actually, sorry. It's hard to decipher. This is all very complicated, but so, it is wonderful so to watch. Best the, part of the year for the NBA. So excited. So the winner of... No, I didn't realize this layer. I'm very sorry to the listeners who have probably been bashing their head against the wall right now. <laughs> but the winner of Miami and Atlanta will play Boston. Yeah. But the loser of Miami and Atlanta will play the winner of Raptors <laughs> Chicago for a chance to play Milwaukee. Jesus. So if Atlanta lose, they got two rounds of it. Yeah, yeah, Chicago or Toronto. And disregard everything we said about the West. (laughs) Yeah, because I was a bit off about that as well. Well, Milwaukee get an easy run. That's good. Yeah, and so does does Denver. And then of course we've got the Cavs versus Knicks, four versus five. So good! I'm so excited for that. That that that's going to be an awesome first round. Yeah, I'll be watching that. Knicks can't read them. Cavs look awesome. Cavs look the best they've looked. Without LeBron in forever, hundred percent. And what's his name? Um, is fantastic. Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell, fantastic. Donovan player. Mitchell's team, man. 
And then we have three versus six, which is, of course, Philly, Brooklyn. I'm a Philly guy. Yeah. Uh, but we're taking on Philly native Mikael Bridges, yes. who is a gun. He's so and good. And we passed him up for a pick. I know, for which turned oh. out to be Mr. Landry Shamit. No, Sesame Seed. Oh, yeah, it turned out to be... What was his name? Sesame Seed. I can forget his name. Broken leg. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, long Never story played. short, disaster. <laughs> we should have Mikael Bridges. This is going to... Ben Simmons. Imagine if Ben Simmons was playing in this game. I know, but he won't. He won't no. be playing. He's and elsewhere. You know what else is exciting about Brooklyn is... Um, who's the other awesome player they have? Who they got off the Suns in the Durant... Cam... Reddish. No. Cam Not Thomas. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas is also good. Uh, he's a Nash. No, hang on. Let's pause for a second. I need to. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson is also awesome. Nick Claxton, I love. Dinwiddie's fun. I think they're an awesome team at the moment. I think we'll sweep them. Yeah, I think you could be right. Or in very true Sixers fashion, we will fucking get. We will. We will lose to them and be kicked out Somehow. in the first round. I think the positive is Embiid will eat Nick Claxton for dinner as he oh, does. Nick Claxton is his best matchup, man. I I love Nick Claxton. I, I think do he's, too. I, I think he's a superstar. And um, but Joe, is I just my only size. hope is that Joe gets through it and by the end of it feels really healthy. Yeah. Um, uh, he's a divisive figure in the NBA, but I love Joel Embiid yeah. with all my heart. Let's let's keep checking back in on the NBA. As the, as the season goes on. That was long-winded. We're doing a long podcast today, but yeah. we're having good chats and good yarns, I think. Yeah, we are. Shall we jump to the results from this week's yeah, footy? Yeah, let's do it. What a great week of footy it was, starting with Thursday night yep. when that good old team we know as Brisbane Lions beat flag favourites Collingwood <laughs> at the Gabba. By golly, Brisbane looked good at the G. Don't they? It's really... Gabba, that is. It, the G is in the Gabba. The Gabba. It's really a worry for... For Brisbane, isn't it? If they can't get it together outside of the Gabba. Nick Dacos, 38 touches, two goals, two disposals. And then who was the second most disposals? Uh, probably his brother. Will Ashcroft. So oh, two right. fucking 10-year-olds dominating in the AFL. That is crazy. Wouldn't be worried if I was a Collingwood fan, would you? Uh, no. And I almost gave a Malacca of the Week nomination to all those who were pointing out uh, he did shirk it though. I he know did. What you're gonna say. <laughs> he did. But Dacos I just... did. He, he he saw a contest. He went. I don't want to get hit. Yeah. And he sort of stepped down of it. But he did. He won't do that again. But he's a child. <laughs> These things happen. I reckon if you had a go at Nick Dacos, take it easy. Friday night, the most successful Good Friday game in the history of Good Friday games. Yep. North Melbourne taking on Carlton. They couldn't hold out Carlton in the end. Carlton of three. They haven't lost. No. Oh, They're undefeated. Uh, really. Carlton are undefeated. That's great. They haven't won them all. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> looked very convincing. They haven't won. They, they drew with Richmond. Yeah. But they are undefeated. So this was a ripper game until halfway through the third, wasn't it? Yes. And the, the North are bringing it. And there was like yeah. 49,000 there yeah, which in a great. game that struggled to get over 30. So good stuff. And yeah. it raised money for sick kids and stuff. So good game. Who was the standouts in this game? Who are we looking at here? We had uh, she. <laughs> The young, how good are all the young players? I mean, they're going to drop off towards the end of the year. But Sheasel had 37 disposals. He's, he's breaking records. And then yeah. second, like uh, LDU, Le- yeah. Davies Uniaki. Far I out. I've got him into Supercoach a couple of weeks ago. I've been loving it. So good on your North. And Carlton, you know, they're looking good. They, without looking outstanding all year, they've just yeah. get, they're just racking up the wins. Yeah, that seriously surprised me that they haven't, they haven't lost. Saturday, uh, the early game, yep. Adelaide Crows. Tip the Crows. I was bang Beat on. Beat the Dockers. Bang on until here. Dockers, you got worrying. You got the alarms on now, don't you? Yeah, hundred percent. When 
Jordan Dawson is winning centre bounces then going back and taking the kick-ins as yeah. well and just running a muck. And, and Andrew Brayshaw's got 31 disposals. Like, it's a worry. <laughs> yep. And my three R's are just continue to shine and prove my prove me right. Rochelle. Rankin. Rankin. Riley Thurthall. Riley Thurthall. Okay. I'm worried about the Frio. Yeah. They, they, I think I think they still might have a chance of, of making the eight and all that, but it's... Going to be harder and harder. How about this? With, how about this with Frio as well? They went to Adelaide. Mm-hmm. They're playing a game. Yep. Got smashed, dejected. Get on a plane back to three hours back to Perth. Yeah. Sit around for a few days. Fly straight back to per, uh, Adelaide for gather round. We yeah. haven't even talked about gather round yet. I think we'll make Thursday our special gather, gather round. Day. Of course, and we're going. Obviously. Oh, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> if I didn't have a TV show going coming out. I'd, I think the the lads that uh, kick it forward are going. To, oh, to yeah. uh, gather around I'm very jealous So are the kids Who sat in the sun Are they? Cheese- <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus Good on them They must be rich Yeah Next game Was the Saturday afternoon In the pouring wet I don't think I've seen This is not true But Richmond I've only seen play In the in the wet They were The Collingwood game Was in the wet The Adelaide game Wasn't in the wet Yeah And the Carlton game Wasn't in the wet no. 50% of the games Have been in the wet but Bulldogs just got over the line. From Richmond fans, I heard they were upset with the umpires, but we're not an umpire bashing show. No, we're not. A no. couple uh, of malakas every now and then, but... What I will point out is inconsistent Bulldogs and yes. what they're doing there. 100%. They're as bad as Brisbane at the moment. Mm. Like, really? Yeah, an interesting one. Uh, but uh, well, congratulations to the Doggies. Richmond, what are they... Yeah, where are they sitting on the ladder? They'd Outside the eight. Right they're, bottom They're 12th. 12th. And this is when my run of perfect tips came to an end. Yeah, oh, really, you had you were. You I was were, perfect until then, and now I got all of them wrong from here. I think. Rough as guts. <laughs> uh, the next game we've talked about our nausea, which is Saints Suns. Yeah, great game. I'm not out on the Suns just yet. I think they'll build. I think they're gonna. It's a worry though. It is a worry. It is a worry. I, I can't think of a single thing that would make them better right now. And Saints looked awesome, and good on Ross Lyon for just. Taking them and doing what he's doing with them. 100%. The thing I'll add is next week, you know, they have a gather round. Yeah. Who? Oh, no. I no, I'll tell you. you Collingwood. Ah, oh, yes. This will be great. It's a really good game. I think Collingwood will bounce back, but we'll save that till gather round. Neither of them playing at their home ground. No Collingwood fans there. No yeah. Saints fans there. Or maybe a few who will go over, but it's kind of like neutral territory yeah, with yeah, undefeated yeah. team versus a 3 1 team. The it's almost playing, the match of the round, match of the gathering. Oh, 100%. Are they playing at a proper ground or are they playing like at Norwood or something? They are playing that game at Adelaide Oval. It's yeah, the last game of the sense. round. That makes sense. So that'll be interesting. Let's awesome. talk about the tip soon. And then we talked about this game as well. Yep. Sydney Swans, Port Adelaide. Very low scoring game in yep. typical old mid 2000s Sydney Swans fashion. 64 to 66. Port got them. At the, at the siren, Ollie Florent had a, had a set shot to win the game. Kicked it just short of the line and they lost. What does it say about Port, Brad? I have no idea what to read about Port. Agree. I think we're still in that period where we're like, who's good, who's bad, and very soon the the, the ladder's going to settle and we're going to start getting normal, interesting results. We should, around round six, we'll redo our ladder predictions. Yes. That's what we'll do. And we should check in on our on our start <laughs> yeah, of the season ladder predictions as well. So, yeah, I think you had Collingwood ninth, Brad and Kelly. Yeah. Which can still happen. Uh, and, and But also Geelong, who haven't yes, won. Yes, I think we both had them top four. And as we sit here, oh, spoiler alert, they've, they've, uh, Hawthorne's kicked three straight goals and Geelong haven't scored. Yeah. So as we sit worry. here. Sorry to say we've recorded this while a game is still happening. <laughs> yeah, sadly. Sunday, 
Gi- Giants stayed with Essendon as long as they could yeah. and then got a blown out of the water a little bit. Uh, so our boy Sammy Wiedemann got concussed. Our thoughts and prayers with Sammy Wiedemann yeah. on the concussion. Your friend of the pod. But uh, this was the, this was the what's his name? Stringer show. Yeah. Stringer had his game where he looked like a gun. And he was just not getting into the side from for form yeah, until now? I think so, yeah. He's just that player, isn't he? He doesn't need to be fit or fine. Yeah. He just can turn a game on its head whenever Skippy, he likes. Skipper Toby Green with 34 touches. Darcy Parrish with 30. And Zach Merritt with 28 disposals. Yeah. And then Dylan Scheel, ex-giant, showed up for the game. And then uh, Jake Screw had four goals, six. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Uh, and then the this is a boring old game. Uh, Eagles v Demons over at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Eagles clearly went, we have no players. All we have is fucking drive. Yeah. And we're just going to tackle and tackle and tackle yeah. and do our absolute best. And they genuinely made us look real wonky and weird. They they were very impressive. It's always, uh, until about halftime, it's always the ones that you think is going to be a percentage booster that catches you some yes. surprise. And shout out to Tim Kelly because... He, since he's gone to West Coast, has not lit the world on fire, mm. I think. And 36 disposals, two goals. Yeah. How good's that from TK. Tim Kelly? Well, you need him. You need him right now. Yeah. Um, and Optus Stadium, beautiful guy. The, the lifestyle of the Perth football fan must be just mm. lovely. You wake up in the beautiful sun. Yeah. Yeah. You go to beautiful Optus Stadium. Great trains. Nice, great trains. There's, mm. a, there's a weird, one weird train, or yeah. otherwise there's buses. It's, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, it gets a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, maybe go to Cottesloe in the morning. Yes. You have a You have a beautiful swim. With the shark. With the shark. One time I went for a swim at Cottesloe and I was like, "What are you doing in there, man?" Yeah, uh, and then but we uh, we uh, belted them. We yes. won by sixty three points in the end. And uh, fucking Cozzy kicked. What did he kick? Cozzy kicked. Um, he should have kicked a, a his bag, return bro. game. He kicked. It was so pull my hair out stuff. He kicked two goals, five similar yeah. to Stringer. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Oliver thirty four touches. Petraka just out of nowhere three goals, twenty nine disposals. Yeah, just a casual one. But Grundy looked sick as well. TK. Gaff and and uh, and um, Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones is like one of them flag wavers. But a weird old game. That weird time in Melbourne where it's like Sunday, you're getting ready for work and the footy's on over in mm-hmm. Perth is a weird one. And then the last game of the week, the Monday, the Easter Monday game, Hawthorne, uh, Geelong. And as we're watching this, it's 19-0. <laughs> so let's just... Okay, well, let's do a recap if Hawthorne win. Yeah. What an incredible game for Hawthorne yeah. to win. So happy. Shout out to Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Huge effort at the MCG on a frosty cold Monday. Yep. Now let's do if Geelong win. Fuck, they were lucky to get that one. I know, they're I'm back. not convinced. Yeah. That's all we can say about it. If Geelong <laughs> lose this game, and this is, we can't talk about this much because you, when you're listening to it, the game You'll will know, be over. Yeah. Geelong lose this game, that will be all we're talking about. Oh, my Woody will be so big too. That's, <laughs> come on, that's so funny. Even Geelong supporters need to admit that yeah. that is the funniest possible. What we can say for certain is halfway through the first quarter, Geelong had not scored at all. <laughs> at all. So that's the that's rough. But <laughs> that's super. That's really rough. rough. But I would take that still. I would take four nil and a premiership. So 100%. they've still got the they've still got the mocker on everyone else, or they've still got the the bragging rights. Hundred percent. They're the premiers. Uh, okay, that's our footy recap for the week. That was all. How long is this episode? This is uh, about an hour and ten, I reckon. Oh, so that's not too bad. No, but I, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought we talked some good stuff. Absolutely. We'll be back on Thursday. Yes. Prepping. Prepping for gather round. Yes. Maybe. I've got an idea. All right, here we go. Can't wait. I, I, I've got a very special idea for gather round. That's yeah. gonna. That's gonna be an ode to Adelaide. Oh, I love that. 
So we'll see you on Thursday for that game. But in the meantime, you know what it's time to do. Let's bounce that pill.